I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. And welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Christine. And I'm Regina. Yay! This is... A long time coming for the end of season two. (laughs) Some unexpected things kind of happened over the holidays and we ended up getting super swamped, even though we were sitting on two really, really great episodes that we were trying to get out to you guys. But thank you guys so much for being patient with us. We're so happy to see that you guys really enjoy the episodes and we're really excited to record today's episode because today's episode is going to be a wrap up of one year of PIP. I don't know if Everyone knows what PIP stands for. Perfectly Imperfect, obviously. Um, podcast. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Perfectly Imperfect <laughs> Podcast. That's where, that's, where the, that's where the second P comes from. <laughs> like, Regina has been trying to make that into a hashtag, and I'm just like, what the heck is PIP? Oh, yeah, it's our podcast. <laughs> Ugh, it's so frustrating. It's cute. it's cute. Anyway, so we're really excited to dive into what this year has meant to us, what 2017 was, how the podcast has also aided in a lot of our confidence, growth, recovery. Yeah, 2017 has been a very interesting year as every year has been. <laughs> but I think 2017, there's just so much going on in the world, so much just overload of information. And it's interesting to match that with our own personal journey throughout 2017, and then match that up with the podcast. So a lot of it has been reflections of what we've been kind of mentally processing within and having that executed within our own personal lives as well as this podcast. It's crazy too, because a lot of that was actually documented on this podcast. Like throughout the weeks, we were learning new things, experiencing new things, Mm -hmm. large life events were happening to us. And it's really cool to be able to know that in our intros and in a lot of the episodes, we were able to incorporate what we were going through at that time and even currently still going through, through this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is a good place to get into what 2017 was like a year ago. Take us back. So we started this podcast on February 19th, 2017. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, what were your thoughts then? Even before we launched it, when we're planning for it, what were your thoughts about this podcast? (laughs) Part of me felt like the podcast. Yeah, no, for real, for reals. um, Part of me felt like the podcast was never going to (laughs) happen because. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. We recorded our first two episodes over Thanksgiving break 2016, which is actually like a year and a half ago. Did I totally forgot. And so we had been like sitting on the first two episodes for quite a while. I think that 2017 was the first time that Christine and I actually had that surge of motivation to really start something. I think that we were both kind of sick and tired of hearing ourselves make excuses to one another, to ourselves. I remember where I was like, Christine, we need to do this now. If we don't do this now, we're legitimately never going to do it. And then when we started, week after week, it just started getting easier. It became a project that meant so much to each of us. Releasing the episodes and being able to connect with one another, connect with guests, I think that all of it was very... It was a very magical experience. And, you know, growing up, I always admired creators. I always admired artists and I never saw myself 
in that light. And I think that the podcast was my first time being able to say like, yes, this is something that I'm really passionate about and I'm creating it. And that's really kind of what kickstarted my love for creating. That's awesome. I can definitely see that the journey this podcast has taken you on in terms of how you communicate, how both of us communicate. Mm -hmm. And even through it, our own relationship was tested, our friendship and how we, I mean, like, I want to say do business, but this is definitely more than just like, hey, cash me up on your life. This is like, did you get the editing done on this? Can I get this by this time? When are we going to do this? And holding each other accountable for things that are beyond just friendship, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was challenging too at times where it felt like, is this, is this worth it to do all of this, to put us through these additional hurdles in our life that we weren't anticipating, but that just is like any type of life lesson, right? Just things that come along and you're like, should I keep going or should I stop? With this podcast personally, there was never a mission to create a podcast. If you listen back to the episodes of what we talked about of how this podcast came about, really it just came from like conversations that Regina and I had years ago. And then just how our friendship grew organically throughout the years. And then it was like, should we do something? And then Regina was at a full-time job in New York. Her schedule wasn't really that flexible. So she had to do this on top of doing a full-time job and having a social life. And then for me, I had already left my job. So I was kind of in this hazy period of what do I want to do with this time? I know this valuable time that I'm not working. How do I want to express myself creatively? And I think Paired with my depression at the time, which a year ago, I had just been diagnosed. And all of that made me really apprehensive with the recordings of the podcast because I really felt communicating was extremely difficult for me at the time. I really didn't know what I was trying to say or even how to collect my thoughts. And a lot of times while we're recording, I literally would hear myself and be like, what the hell am I saying right now? It That doesn't even make any sense. I would be in my head the entire time while we're recording. And the frustration would actually come out a lot with me and Regina because we would stop and then we'd be like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm saying. And it wouldn't flow naturally. And a lot of times it feel forced. I think that was challenging for me because I didn't want the podcast to be anything more than organic, like two friends who were talking. But a lot of times when you're not accustomed to this whole system of recording, be doing it uh, remotely where she's in New York and I'm in LA, we have equipment or Wi-Fi issues and all of that. And it just became like, am I even saying the right things? It Should I be the person to hold a mic to my face and have an opinion about things? I questioned all of that. That's so crazy to hear because I feel like as we were having the conversations, like I kind of agree with you in the sense that like from my perspective, I also was like, should I, should I be the one talking about this? Like why me? Why us? Why are we doing this? But it was always really reassuring for me to have you there because I felt like when I heard your thoughts and your experiences and stories, it triggered emotions in me that I had completely forgotten about or suppressed. And I was like, oh yeah, that is totally something that I felt. And if anything, I always felt like you were like the guiding voice for a lot of the beginning of this podcast. And I think that even in 2017, I think there were certain times where I wouldn't speak up or I personally didn't know how to be as open and vulnerable as you because 
I was getting inside my own head and being like, oh, Mm -hmm. should I be saying that? Like, and I totally, you know, applaud you for the fact that we started this podcast in the height really of your depression. And I think that it was so strong of you. And it's so incredible for us to be able to hear you talk about your darkest days, but also talk about like how you slowly kind of shape-shifted your mentality to keep going. If you listen back to like our first episodes, you can hear the difference between the way that we talk about things versus the way that we talk about things now. There was a lot of insecurities, a lot of things where we just would overthink things in our head. And I know that from my own perspective, like the podcast has given me so much confidence because of what we talked about and because of the support that we had for one another. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And thank you so much for saying that oh my god and honestly through the depression there were so many times off recording (laughs) that me and regina would have so many conversations on the phone and i i would just like lay it all out and just be like oh today was an awful day because of this and this and this and i still keep going back to past traumatizing moments and regina who you know has been through a lot of those times with me would just be there and be supportive and just hear me out i think that's something that I learned the most. And actually, it's what we'll get into for, you know, 2018 about listening and stuff and just being supportive. I think I took away from this podcast and my personal life to try to be more of an active listener and not walk away from a conversation or go into a conversation already having an opinion, already thinking of what am I going to say next. I think for a podcast is really challenging in that way because, you know, we do have bullet points of things that we want to address so that we actually stay on topic and we don't just record for, you know, three hours. Because trust me, that's definitely possible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kristen. (laughs) But then it's also to have it organic enough so you hear what the other person is trying to say. I think that's what's unique to our podcast whether it's just me and Regina who are recording or we're recording with a guest, we actually don't know how the conversation is going to turn. And if this person actually feels compelled to share something that's deeper or they remember something, and how do you want to respond to that? And I think that's why it's reflective of a normal friendship conversation. Mm-hmm. And what type of friend or person are you in that moment? Is it more important for you to get your point out or for you to be like, oh my God, that's so stupid. Why would you continue dating that guy? Or you're actually trying to listen to what your friend is really trying to say. And that's that's really difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. I think that this podcast has taught me to be a conversationalist. I mean, I always thought I was like, oh yeah, I can usually like carry on a conversation, but it's so different when it's in this setting. Well, it's like a conversation with depth. Mm -hmm. When you're getting into like, well, you know, my parents are getting a divorce because they never truly loved each other. And I think from that, I never truly loved myself. Like, (laughs) But it's so rewarding to have those conversations because my takeaway from this podcast of 2017 is that it was completely therapeutic in ways that I didn't think I could have other than going to a therapist. Mm -hmm. And it probably is completely different too. I'm not trying to like be like, oh my God, we're... like, We're better than podcasts are like therapies. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not that. But it's like I knew talking to friends could be therapeutic. But then I think recording on a podcast, I had nothing else but to be vulnerable. It was kind of like at that point where it's like, what is the point of bullshitting? What is the point of trying to put up this front or continue this personality that I wanted to 
keep up for whatever reason, there's no point to it because I just didn't have the energy. I didn't have the mental capacity and I was just sick of it. This podcast pushed me through the topics that we were addressing and the people who we were talking to, to just lay it out and to pull out all the things, all the cobwebs from within that I either didn't know was there or forced me to clean it up. It was like spring cleaning. (laughs) Well, I think the beauty in that is that you were so openly vulnerable that it gave me the courage to be vulnerable. And I feel like when we're both being really, really open and honest, I think that also opened up like a new doorway for our guests to feel comfortable too. Like a lot of them opened up a lot more than I think the both of us expected. Starting it, like I really did want to just record our conversations because our conversations were always so therapeutic for me. Mm. I think that when we went in, like, yes, we would have liked to have had, you know, people listening in, obviously, but I don't think that we would have expected what it ended up being. Yeah. And I think to compare from last year and this year, numbers were a factor, but now it's just there. It used to be something that we would check on and with this episode do well, should we think about this? Not that that's all we thought about, but it was a factor. But I think what I've been through through 2017 and where we're taking this podcast in season three, there were a lot of questions I had to ask myself of where do you want this to go? And I'm so glad that we brought on guests because I love hearing other people's stories and it gave that element back where it's like, oh, whether you're Wendy's Lookbook or Mimi Chow or all these other people who are doing incredible things, or you're someone that we meet on the street and have a conversation with, equally, I am interested in both journeys. And I think starting out with friends, it really was a good transition into expanding the podcast or the conversations beyond just me and Regina. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many experiences, obviously, that we don't touch upon and so many things that we don't even, we didn't live through. So it's good to hear all the different life lessons people have been through or still going through or still processing and then insecurities and understanding that, which is why I personally really love documentaries. Mm -hmm. So Regina, for the first half of 2017, In your own personal life, what were you going through at that time you can self-reflect on now and what you learned from that part? The beginning of 2017 was a little hectic, as are all the beginnings of the year, right? Now, I was at a full-time job. I had been there for about a year and a half. A lot of my friends had either, you know, started growing or going to new places. And I was a little worried that I was getting stagnant. There's a lot of fear in my professional career, but there was also a lot of excitement going on with like my passion projects. And so I feel like it was kind of like a whirlwind of emotions. I felt like I had two personalities, really. Mm. Part of me was like, oh, I would, I want to be a creator. You know, I love doing the podcast. I want to do it full time and want to give it my all. But then also the other part of me that was always like, oh, I really want to work for a large corporation and da da da. And like I was doing it, but then everybody was leaving. It was. An interesting turn of events because also in that time period, I ended up getting a promotion. And so then I was like, oh, you know, this is good. But then I don't know if I was exactly like super excited about it at the same time. And so it was a lot of trying to find my own footing in the fact that like things were supposedly happening the way that I wanted them to. But then I wasn't feeling the way that that I thought I would. Right. Because you had also been fighting for that promotion too. Yeah. It wasn't like it just came out of the blue that they just recognized what you were doing. You were like, you had to fight for it and make a sound, which I was really proud of you because that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. That was a big moment. But then after you got it, I think you were just like, what's next? 
Yeah. And I think that that was like a question that I really asked myself all throughout 2017. Like what's next? So what? I have this podcast now. Great. I have my job and what I thought was the career that I wanted. Great. But it was like a lot of conflicting feelings. And I think that I would always say that I was okay. And I was like happy with the way that things were going or with what I was getting. But at the same time, I think I knew that there was still something missing, but I couldn't quite figure it out. But, you know, everything was going as well as it could. And so I didn't really feel the need to make any like drastic decisions. Yeah. And you're also the type of person who I think a lot of people are like that, where you keep going with the flow. You know what I mean? Like you're content, but you're not completely happy. And you kind of feel like let's just push through this. Mm -hmm. The most you can do is really try to stay in tune with yourself. When you start bordering the line of becoming unhappy mm -hmm. and a negative person, you yeah. know, only you know yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then on my end, I was going through <laughs> the best and worst experience of my life, which, yeah, depression. And an update from that is that during, I think, spring of last year, I started taking antidepressants. And it really, really helped me. I spoke in length with my doctor about it, about if I should even start it and the process of what kind and all of that. For me, it's helped tremendously in that it helped remove the haze. I kept feeling like things weren't getting better. You know, it wasn't like things were getting worse, but in my head, I couldn't pull myself out of that mental space I was in, which was like, I just felt worthless. That's pretty much if I could sum it up into one word is like worthless. And I didn't want to do anything because what was the point? And I didn't feel suicidal, but it also just felt like, well, what's the point of eating food or what's the point of getting up or getting out of bed? And that's why recording was a tough feat for me sometimes because I would stay in bed all day for like weeks at a time. And truth be told, sometimes you'd record from bed too. <laughs> yeah. I literally would just sit up. Jack would be like, okay, here, you want to talk? <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It really was like a mental battle because it wasn't just like physically doing it. It was more of, well, what am I going to say that's going to really matter? Or is it going to make things worse? And I was physically drained, like with all my physical health issues too that I was trying to resolve at the time. So all of that during 2017 was a difficult battle. I had to go through it. Like, I really honestly had to go through it and I had to take the antidepressants, which I'm still on. Because then once the haze kind of lifted, I was immediately, re really immediately able to communicate what I was thinking inside. It almost felt like I was talking through like layers and layers of walls and I couldn't hear myself. No one else can hear myself. And what was being interpreted was like, the Charlie Brown teacher. Yeah, exactly. But internally, I'm like, no, that's not what I meant or that's not how I would want to say it. So even that right now, being able to say what I'm thinking and that vulnerability, being able to communicate that without doubting every single word I'm using, I appreciate that now. Mm. <laughs> but I think it's things like that, right? When you do without and then when you have it, then you're like, oh, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm, so I think mm -hmm. that's what depression really taught me in 2017. I want to say the biggest lesson that I've learned from 2017 going to 2018 is that it's really understanding the meaning of appreciating the journey and not the destination. Everyone says that. It's in quotes everywhere, right? <laughs> it's just something that I never could 
fully, fully comprehend. Like sometimes you catch yourself, you're like, okay, I should really celebrate this moment. That's great. But then you move on and you're like, yeah. uh, the next day, the mundane things of life. I think for me, it is in the little gaps and appreciating those little gaps, those little moments and not trying to be like, why am I not there yet? Why am I not at a point where I'm feeling grateful 24 seven? You know, it's like, I'm definitely not there yet. But where I am at is a little example is like when I go home and I park my car and that little walk from my car to my apartment, it's about like a two minute walk. Usually I just walk and I just get to the apartment so freaking cold. But now I really, really in that moment catch myself. I'm just like, wow, it smells like winter. It smells really nice. I hear the neighbors cooking and I'm like, I wonder where they're cooking. And then there's a gap in the middle of my apartment where you actually could look up into the night sky. And then as I'm walking, I'm looking up. I'm just like just taking in the beauty and the awe of looking at the stars. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm learning that even though I had those moments before, but now I'm aware of it. And Eckhart Tolle, who is a spiritual teacher, I've said before, I loved his book, um, A New Earth. He, that's what he says. It's like those little moments or those little gaps will slowly expand. And so something that was only like a two minute thing out of an entire day of feeling grateful will slowly expand to like a five minute thing and then a five minute thing to like a 10 minute thing. And it's not immediate. That's, that's the journey. You know what I mean? It's not to be like, Oh, why am I not at an hour worth of feeling grateful at everything? (laughs) Why am I still like this in other ways? It's not like you focus on the little victories and the moments of being self-aware. And that's where I am now. And that's what I'm realizing is what transformation is. And I think in our heads, transformation should be like this caterpillar to butterfly. You don't even recognize yourself. It's this magical, sparkly thing. And it's always overnight. Like it's like an overnight thing. Like you just wake up one day and you're just like, oh my God, I'm magically cured. Or like I'm magically almost Oprah. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, it's like those like 90s rom-com movies where you're like, I was the nerd. But then the next day they they took off my glasses. Did a makeover. (laughs) Yeah. Look at me. I'm gorgeous now. You know, it's, it's, I mean, that's a transformation. (laughs) I feel like that's, that's like a celebrity fast forward transformation. Yeah, definitely. But I realized to have sustaining and real transformation and growth, it takes this journey. Just really being able to catch myself in my habits, my insecurities, my defense mechanisms, like how I protect myself. Like when I say something in a certain way, I'm like, ooh, ooh. I used to be like, that's right, Regina. That's that's because of this and this and this, right? You're like that. But then now I catch myself. I'm like, whoa, 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 Christine, where is that coming from? Like, that's not even about Regina. That's something internally. It's my biggest lesson of 27 to 2018 from all of my life experience thus far, but that's what I'm really grateful for. Mm, I like that a lot. I mean, I think- I know. It's like pretty spectacular. I was going to say that was beautifully said, but I take that back now. (laughs) (laughs) I, I related to a lot of what you said about the journey and not the destination because 2017 for me was the year that through this podcast, I was able to- really take a deep look at myself. And what I mean by that is every episode we would choose a topic and the topics aren't just like, oh, you know, what's your favorite laundry detergent? It's like really deep questions. Like what was your biggest childhood insecurity? And when you're like (laughs) recording for, you know, 30, 40 minutes, you really have to dig into like, oh man, what does this mean to me? What were my insecurities? Why did I have those insecurities? Where did they come from? Growing up, because I suppressed so many of those emotions, it didn't 
hit me why I felt certain things or had certain perspectives until we would have these conversations. Like you basically heard me come to these realizations during this podcast, literally. And a lot of times it's like a combination of several recordings. We would resurface certain things and you have to connect the dots to different points of your life. And then it could be like we ha- we talked about it like three episodes ago, but then we touched upon it with Chris Din and you're like, oh, shoot, that I never connected that. That's right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think that that was just like such a magical thing because then I gained so much clarity as to why and who I am today. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that so much of our childhood and even our adulthood makes us who we are, but it's so easy to just get caught in like the mundane things of every day that before you realize it, life just kind of passes you by if you don't just take a minute to reflect. It's so easy to go on cruise control in life. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. Just, uh, just get through the day, get paid, get drunk, see your friends. Like you look forward to like one thing, right? But then it's over. Then you're like, okay, now I have to go through the routine again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that in that too, I started feeling a lot of things, which I was also not used to. (laughs) I know that sounds really ridiculous, but like, honestly, I like care very deeply about people, but I just like don't feel emotions very often. Mm -hmm. It was funny because actually I felt most emotions when other people were going through it. Like if my friend was going through something, like when you were going through depression, I was like, oh my God. God, like I felt it deeply mm. by being your friend. But when I was having a hard day, I'd just be like, get yourself together. <laughs> like, why are yeah. you like this? You know, and I didn't allow myself to be like, look, mm-hmm. today was a really bad day. Not just glazing over it, but, you know, allowing myself that time to reflect, to really understand why I'm feeling this way and to let myself feel that way. Yeah. I recently watched Call Me By Your Name. And oh my God, there is this quote from it. I'm going to pull it up now. Mm-hmm. The quote was, in your place, if there is pain, nurse it. And if there's a flame, don't snuff it out. Don't be brutal with it. Withdrawal can be a terrible thing when it keeps us awake at night. And watching others forget us sooner than we'd like to be forgotten is no better. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster than we should that we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. But to feel nothing as to not feel anything, what a waste. Oh, man. (laughs) After reading that, I was literally like in tears. I was just bawling because I always thought that what I was supposed to do in life was just suppress and keep going. And that's what makes life easier. And to a certain degree, it does make life easier because then you're not facing anything. You're just kind of like, you know, treading by. Mm -hmm. But when you're really faced with the reality of who you are and why you do the things that you do, you have to search deeper for that. I always liked hearing other people's depth. (laughs) But when it came to myself, I was always like, oh no, like everything's fine. Everything's great. Because I wanted to emit that Instagram image of what my life is supposed to be. Through those reflections, it just occurred to me how much more valuable it is to be vulnerable and open and honest and how much more substance relationships can have when you allow yourself to be that open and allow yourselves 
to hear one another. Like I remember when we were recording the episode with Jen Im, that was my first time meeting her. And, you know, I remember before Christine got there, I kind of got there a little early and we were like having very generic small talk. But once we started opening up, the episode just basically wrote itself. Like I think it got to a point where we didn't even really go according to our notes. We were literally just having girl talk, having a conversation. And it was such a rewarding experience being able to hear from someone that I admired so much and hear her struggles and insecurities. And it gave me the confidence to do the same. Yeah. And I think to kind of tie in everything, it really is just at the end to connect. As human beings, we just want to connect the heart of it. But through rejection, through being hurt, through all these different negative experiences, we convince ourselves that that's not what we want. Yeah. It's pretty incredible when you're able to not only with a friend but like say a stranger to even see them as a human being who has gone through so much in their own lives that you can learn so much from them to be a better human being and that just takes connecting and that of course that takes some sort of bravery or confidence in that way where you're like oh even if this person says ew get away from me you're not gonna be like oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to do that again <laughs> Yeah. It's understanding like, you know, that person has gone through stuff. That doesn't mean that every person is going to be like, yes, let me share it with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the understanding to want to try and connect, right? Yeah. And it was so crazy because I really feel like this podcast was a vehicle for me to be able to do that. It gave me the confidence to do so. And honestly, hearing from each and every single one of you who has ever emailed us or reached out or tweeted at us, like hearing you guys go through the same thing, like that was so much rewarding than just, you know, the two of us speaking into our microphones. It felt right. Like, I think at the end of the day, we never set out to do anything other than just share stories, share experiences, because we know what it felt like to be on the other side of not having content that we could relate to or not talking to people who understood our experiences growing up. I think going even deeper than that is feeling alone. Yeah. Like I felt very much alone in many different points of my lives, even though I had best friends, boyfriend or family, but you can feel lonely being surrounded by a bunch of people and not know why. And I think that for me has always been kind of the feeling that has motivated me to want to connect, to want to record myself and post it out in public because I I'm still that same 12-year-old girl who feels alone in her room crying because I don't feel understood. And I've always wanted an older sister to just tell me it's going to be okay, you know, or just to even listen to me. And I think at the end, the heart of it, you just want to feel validated. Like, it's okay for you to feel these things. To other people, it may feel like you're exaggerating, you're being dramatic, but then that still doesn't take away your feelings. And I think that's what every human being goes through, you have feelings sometimes that you don't know where they come from. And you can identify it, but you just feel it. And the worst thing is to have someone be like, oh my God, seriously, are you really going to be crying again over that? Like, regardless of comparison or what you've been through, if someone's had a harder life or whatever, it still doesn't take away from the fact that there's angst or frustration or sadness. And just to have someone on any end to be like, hey, what's going on? Just tell me, share it without feeling like you're going to be judged or you're going to have to make it more dramatic than it actually is so then you can feel like a right to feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. I think for me, that's always been the point of this podcast and what 
we hold true to is that no matter what, the point is to connect. And whether that started with just me and Regina connecting and expanding it to our friends that we invited to share their stories to you guys. That's why we've always said like conferences or in-person talks because it's connecting with on a human level with humans, with mm-hmm. people, regardless <laughs> of who you are, what you've been through, what age you are. Everyone has a story and I think it deserves to be heard or you deserve to tell it whatever mm-hmm. stage you're at. So with that, it brings us to where we are now currently in our lives. I know we had this unexpected hiatus during the holidays that neither Regina and I expected. It was a combination of like my dad got sick and there was just no time or mental energy to edit, to record, to do any of that. And Regina also had a very well-deserved family vacation, which had its own set of like trials and tribulations. It was basically just like a rough start to 2018 for the both of us. Before you knew it, it was February. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I personally was also going through a lot of transitions. I feel like I'm not ready to talk about just yet. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I will be in a few months when I gain some more clarity, but I have been going through a bit of a transition, questioning a lot of things and allowing myself to just feel things right now. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what I'm focusing on. But that doesn't mean that we don't have exciting things coming in 2018. 2017 was great. Like, I think that despite the, you know, ups and downs, I think that I can honestly say that 2017 changed me for the better. I think this podcast changed me for the better. You guys changed me for the better. And I'm so incredibly grateful and thankful that we started this together and we're keeping the flame alive in 2018. (laughs) Yeah. And my biggest advice from doing this podcast is, (laughs) it sounds so cliche, but it's like, just do it. Yeah. Just, just start it. And there's going to be so many unforeseeable lessons that are good and bad that will push you to the limit, that will challenge you, that will be rewarding and fulfilling in ways that you never knew. And it could be intimidating when you're at the beginning of the journey. And you're like, I don't know if this is going to go the way that I want it to go mm-hmm. and all of that. But all of that, you just need to let it go and just let it be what it's supposed to be because you're going to walk away growing into the person that you need to be from it. And I think holding true to that mentality of just trying to be the best version of yourself through every situation, everything that you're going through can be a positive one at the end, even if it's a negative experience, if, if you know what I mean. It's how you overcome the struggle and how you deal with failure that really sets the tone for your character. Like it's not the fact that you failed. And I know definitely much easier said than done, but at the end of the day, it's your mentality, how you view certain situations. You can turn lemons into lemonade. And I think that that's really one of the things that I'm learning and still figuring out. It's been so crazy too to have had so many great conversations with our guests because it was incredible hearing the fact that they were going through the same thing. Like I think I internalized it so much and I'm like, well, these people, you know, they're so successful. Like how could they possibly feel this way? And it made me feel, made me feel really good to be able to connect with them and to connect with all of you guys. And with that being said, this concludes our season two. Woo! Woo! 
<laughs> We've done 42 episodes. That's insane. That's crazy. <laughs> we have so many exciting things planned for season three. Um, we're still currently kind of in the planning process. We have a couple of really exciting ideas and announcements that are going to be made soon. So... Thank you so much for sticking with us and being patient with us. We're so, so grateful for each and every single one of you who have either turned in for all of the episodes, one of the episodes, half an episode. <laughs> one of the most beautiful things about this podcast was being able to grow with you guys. We are so thankful to be in the position where we can say that this is us. This is us. We're open, raw, honest, and to have you guys reciprocate those feelings, the feeling is indescribable. <laughs> I mean, like, there's something I noticed about Regina when she doesn't know how to end a sentence. She goes, ah, it's just so, ah, it's so magical. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, it's a lot of feelings to be feeling about, like, how it, it great is. this journey has been. And I'm so thankful to be doing with you and all of you guys listening. Yeah. I think um, Regina expressed it really well and... I mean, life is, life is a journey. Life is a learning process that we're both on right now. And getting to the heart of it, thank you for being there as we figure it out. Like a developing friendship. It really is so meaningful that you guys would take sometimes an hour, an hour of your day to just listen to me and Regina, like Babylon. You know, like I think one of the thing that makes me feel so like happy is that my brother will randomly text me or he sees me he'll be like so what's up here with your podcast or he'll refer to something specific in the podcast i'm like oh, my brother's listening oh, to us every week so cute yeah when we went on our hiatus he's just like hello what are you guys doing with your podcast <laughs> i know like, oh, you know yeah <laughs> but like to have you guys like pinpoint specific quotes or stories or things that we said like or just like to spend your day with us i just yeah. think that that's incredible like every week an hour of your day and it's i i, I see there's I no can, way to i can't get over it, it besides i can't get over it <gasps> magical <laughs> it's no there is it's yeah yes yeah <laughs> Thank you so much for being part of our journey. It's been incredible growing with you guys. And and we love it if you guys would email us or DM us on Instagram to share what your 2017 to 2018 reflections are and what life lessons that you've learned or still processing. So you can email us at theperfectlyimperfectpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow me and Regina on Instagram. All the links are down below. Well, I guess we'll see you in season three. Bye. Bye. After taking that hiatus and I listened to the intro to our podcast, I was like, oh, we're back. <laughs> <laughs>